Hello, welcome to the Wednesday, August 31st, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. I've been looking a little bit uh, more at uh, the lucky emails uh, that we see a lot of uh, recently. Small change here in the way they operate. Instead of using a JavaScript file or .js file, it now uses a zipped Windows script file or .wsf. Well, um, it's really the same thing. Uh, there's a slightly different header and of course a different extension, but other than that, the same obfuscation techniques and everything. Sadly, antivirus still does a pretty lousy job in detecting this downloader. It then goes down and downloads the actual ransomware, and then that ransomware will register the host once the infection started. Sort of interesting that the registration part always appears to use an IP address, not a host name. All of this is pretty detect. So if you're still seeing these emails uh, in your inbox, you probably are doing something wrong in your mail server configuration. Make sure that you can just categorically block all zipped script files. And if you used one login to store secure notes, well, you have a problem. Apparently, these notes were stored in the clear at one login and one login has now been breached. Apparently, what has been happening here is something that's all too common. They do store these uh, nodes encrypted, but apparently their logs still contained nodes before they got encrypted. So those logs then got leaked. And with that, any notes that users left between June 2nd and August 25th, apparently this covers 12 million customers. There shouldn't really be a good reason for them to log these notes in clear text, but it's something that I have seen over and over again with credit card numbers, with passwords, where yes, they're stored encrypted in a database or with credit card numbers. They're being thrown away after being sent to the processor, but logs still contain that data. Data like this should never be logged in text. On the plus side, at least, uh, they did admit to all of this in their press release, so not a lot of down of the issue. And if you're looking for a new, complicated, and pretty slow way to exfiltrate data from a system, after you attached a USB memory stick to it, turns out that you can actually see memory stick sort of as an antenna or a radio in order to exfiltrate data. What you are going to do here is just apply voltages within the normal USB range to the memory stick. That's something standard system calls and these voltage changes then of course do cause an electromagnetic wave that can be picked up at some distance. They were able to receive these signals a couple meters away from uh, that USB stick and about 20 to 80 bytes per second. The big new thing here really is that they didn't modify that USB stick in any way. It's just a standard memory USB stick. But then again, I think you should be able to many of the electronic components in a system similar results. 
And apparently an app based on the Pangu jailbreak was able to be offered in Apple's app store for a short time. This app was camouflaged as a client for the design service Treble. And if you download it, you're able to jailbreak your iPhone. The big deal here is that the App Store specifically tries to prevent applications like this to be offered via the App Store and has had a pretty good record so far trying to keep applications like this out. However, it has happened a couple times before where developers were able to sneak applications like this past Apple review process. Typically, uh, this is easier if it's an existing application that's just being updated with new functionality. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.